0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rewired Soul Podcast. It's your host, Chris. And today, we are talking with Julie Vick, who has a new book out called Babies Don't Make Small Talk, So Why Should I? And the subtitle, for those of you who are wondering why we're doing this episode, it's The Introvert's Guide to Surviving parenthood so this is a book the second i heard about this book i was like where was this book 12 years ago when my son was born all right (laughs) but anyways anyways before i kind of introduce uh julie and some of what we discussed like I, i i hope you see what i did here this week with the episodes all right so first we had tom nichols on we were talking about you know uh hopefully repairing our democracy and decreasing polarization and all that but then We led into Joe Cohane and his book, The Power of Strangers. And that's all about talking to strangers. And that can help not only decrease polarization, but more importantly, it helps improve our mental health because we're social creatures. We need to talk to people and talking to strangers. They're all over the place. So if we get comfortable with that and know how to navigate it properly, it could be very beneficial. But then there's people like me. I'm an introvert. I used to have wicked social anxiety. And... I'm a parent. So this leads into Julie's book. So, even if you're not a parent, there's a ton of great stuff that we talk about in here about being an introvert. I know a lot of you listening to this are probably introverts. You know, you read books, you like to learn, you're listening to the podcast. I don't know you personally, but you might be an introvert. All right. But, anyways, like I said, I wish I had this book when my son was born because there were so many fears and so many worries. Like, there wasn't even worries about, like, oh my God, am I going to be a good dad? And, you know, how am I going to afford this or whatever? I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to have to talk to so many people, right? I'm going to have to talk to other parents at these baby classes. Now I'm going to have to talk to people and parents at like play dates. And when I take them to the park and just talking to all these people, it was my worst nightmare. And there were so many things I would even considered like, You know, all the all the strangers that would come up to us when we're just walking through the grocery store with the baby be like, oh, how cute and how old is he? And, And, you know, if you're an introvert and if you have social anxiety, this is no good. Right. So anyways, anyways, I'm much better now. My son's 12. He can kind of, you know, he could speak for himself now, but. When I saw this book, which was actually recommended by Melinda Wenner-Moyer, she was on the podcast uh, about a month or two ago for How to Raise Kids Who Aren't Assholes. So make sure you listen to that episode if you haven't yet and make sure you grab uh, Melinda's book. She's awesome. Anyways, I saw her tweet about this and I'm like, I need this book. So I picked it up, even though I have no plans on having another kid. I wanted to read it and see if it could help anybody else out there. And I was like halfway through the book. I reached out to Julie. I'm like, Julie, you got to come on the podcast and chat about it. So yeah, this is such a great conversation. All those things that I was worried about, Julie has you covered in this book. And she's funny. And it was so fun talking with her. But with all the different topics we talk about on this podcast, I can't tell you. It's, it's so fun being able to talk with, you know, other parents and stuff like that. And I know a lot of you are parents, but even if you're not, You know, there are some of you out there who have nieces and nephews and, you know, uh, uh, maybe you're just, I don't know, maybe you work with kids or whatever it is. So that's how I try to think of these. I try to look at every single book or thing I'm learning. And I'm like, okay, even if I'm not the primary demographic for that thing, how does it relate to me? So, yeah, I, I hope you enjoy this. If you're an introvert, you'll love this. So make sure you head down to the description. Make sure you're following Julie. Over on Twitter, grab a copy of her book. I've linked a couple other resources for Julie down below. And while you're down in the description, make sure you're following me over on Instagram and Twitter at The Rewired Soul. I love chatting with all of you. And that's really beneficial for being an introvert. I don't really get drained when I'm talking online. <laughs> but I love chatting with all of you and I, I post upcoming episodes, the books I'm reading, and all that stuff. And by the way, before we start, if you're new or if you just haven't yet, Make sure you're following the podcast or you're subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. All right. But, anyways, without further ado, here's my conversation with Julie Vick about her new book, Babies Don't Make Small Talk. So, why should I? Hello, Julie. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing today?
1: Pretty good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. I, I just recently found out about your book when I saw uh, Melinda winter share it, and I was like, what's this book? I wish I had it 12 years ago when my son was being born. So you wrote, Babies Don't Make Small Talks, So Why Should I? So can you, I, I'm always curious, like what, what made you sit, decide to sit down and write this book? Like what inspired it?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um yeah, so the book is kind of a guide, humorous guide, but there is some actual advice in there too, right? Yeah. Um, for parents, introverted parents navigating kind of the early years of parenthood. So um I after having kids, I was writing before having kids and then um took some time off after I had my first kid because it's a big change. And then after I had my second one, I started writing more and writing more sort of parenting content, parenting humor, um, and found like I liked it and I had some success with it. So, um, uh, a long-term goal was always to write a book. Mm. Uh, and so I started thinking about potential topics and because I've been writing a lot of humor, that seemed like a natural <laughs> portion of it. Yeah. Uh, and I just was thinking about sort of books that I felt like weren't out there cause there are, as you know, a lot of parenting books oh, out yeah. there. Right? Uh, but I didn't feel like there were a lot really specifically for introverted parents. Uh, mm-hmm. So I felt like that would be a good app for some humor um, and some just advice and, and um, hopefully a book. Yeah. Like you said, it's something that I feel like I would have liked to have when yeah. my kids were younger. Um, so thinking about that is kind of what helped inspire it
0: yeah yeah and uh and and i I also want to say too i might have mentioned in my review but i think literally any expecting parent should get this book and give it to people at the baby shower because there's a ton of advice like like for example we'll dive into some of this a little bit later but like conversations with like people in your life because you get flooded with like information and advice and you know and all sorts of stuff so so your book like not only is it great for introverts but it's like good all around and, no. and and yeah I uh my my biggest fear when I found out we were pregnant like like people are like worried that you're gonna have a baby but I'm like I'm gonna have to talk to a lot of people that <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I, don't do, I don't it's to good do that.
1: that you like even thought of that because I feel like that didn't even when it, I didn't think about that portion of it like I did a lot of like you know I like to like over prepare and I read a lot of baby books that I was yeah. I was more focused on the like keeping the kid alive <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, I, right. think it, yeah. yeah I, I think it was for me, I recognized it when we started going to baby classes.
1: Oh, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Because then
0: there's a bunch of other expecting parents, people come over and they're asking like, oh, when, you know, they, like, when yeah. were they, you know, when, when's it due? And is it a boy or a girl? Do you know? And, dah, dah, dah. and now I'm like, I don't like talking to strangers, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're
1: right. Like, you definitely get into it, like, when you start expecting with classes and stuff, right? Yeah. And then it's like, these people... I think I talked about this in the book, but it's like these classes of people that you, the only thing you potentially have a common with them is that you're expecting a kid, right? And some, yeah. some people maybe you would be friends with anyway, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely like people you don't know and you're having to sort of make small talk with them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's something, it's something that I've definitely tried working on over the years, you know, because like, like my background's like mental health and yeah, like nah. as an introvert, I, who also, you know, loves to learn about psychology and mental health. I'm like, human connection is important, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's a struggle. But like this, this may sound silly, but I always, you know, it's actually something I teach my son. If I have a dumb question, there's a good chance. Other people have that same dumb question. So I am 36 years old and I only recently learned what it, meant to like kind of be introverted
1: mm-hmm. right because right. right
0: now like me and you we're having this conversation people might be mm-hmm. like oh he's like extroverted but like this is right. different than that so uh yeah. So, so yeah i learned a ton from susan kane's book but you kind of break it down in your book as well so maybe there are some people listening who are introverts and don't even realize it so right. what are the, what are some traits or characteristics that, that you would kind of describe as an introvert
1: yeah, for sure. And I think it is confusing because I think there are different definitions of introverts out there and that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right that some people think, well, like, oh, I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of talking to people or I like to talk to friends, so I'm mm-hmm. not introverted, but <laughs> you might be. So I think the sort of um, most common definition in general is just if you're introverted, um, socializing kind of drains your energy. And if you're extroverted, you gain energy from socializing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's the sort of like basic thing to maybe ask yourself if you're not sure. And then I think along with that, and you're right. Susan Cain's book is amazing. Her book quiet, if you're Mm -hmm. not sure, or you want to (laughs) know more about it, like, I think she breaks it down really well, but, um, I think there, along with that, a lot of introverts have a preference for like writing versus talking, um, listening more. They oh, cool. sometimes like to observe before jumping into a situation, think things through um, mm-hmm. kind of like more. She drives, describes it in that book, I think is more cerebral sort of in your head a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you know, it might not be that you like fit all of these things exactly, but um, those are some of the more common things. And then I think the other thing that gets confused with introversion and I'm actually both of these things, but is shyness. Uh, mm. So I think, I think that's, what people think of when they think of introverts sometimes is like someone who's like anxious or uh, a little bit like fearing judgment in social situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can be introverted and not shy uh, yeah. because there's sort of, sorry, my cat's jumping. Oh, no, <laughs> on hey, my I table. Um, so I think there is some confusion there in that Um, you know, you can be be not nervous about social situations, Mm -hmm. but still drained by them. Um, however, I, I think I'm both, I definitely have this sort of shyness element in certain situations. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that's improved over time as I've gotten older, but, um, it still, it still comes up sometimes. And, um, so I think that's the other thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think that was my, uh, my issue. And then like when I read Susan Cain's book, I'm like, oh, okay. because. I got a lot going on up here, right? So, like right. you know, like I, right. I, I had you know just issues with just social anxiety and and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And you know, I've done a lot to you know deal with it, you know, from from meditation and you know seeing therapists and all these kind of things. But mm-hmm. I think you know when it really clicked for me too, because um, crap. Susan Cain talks about this guy. Oh. I think his book's called Me, Myself and Us. Have you heard okay. of that
1: one? I, I totally know that one. But. So
0: it's it's like a really good book on like introversion versus extroversion. He has like 50 different, and he like breaks them down. But anyways, he, he talks about his experience, Like he's a guy where like he would go and do presentations, right? and he could right. go up there be very animated and stuff but then he would like have to go into a bathroom stall and just like recharge yeah. right mm-hmm. and this uh I think it was around the time I was working at a drug and alcohol rehab center and when I would go in front of these groups of anywhere from like 50 to 100 people like addiction recovery and mental health is something I'm passionate about right but the groups were like an hour hour and a half so I was up mm-hmm. there and then sometimes I would uh, cover for like a therapist or a caseworker if they had to do something so I do two groups and those days I felt like I was gonna die and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a exhaustion from like working out or like going for a run mm-hmm. or like running errands it was like being with people and having people ask questions and engage and so when I heard that like the draining I'm like
1: yeah okay yeah, yeah. and it's sense. interesting I think like that's a good example though when you talked about and I think Um, Susan can has a Ted talk too, so people could check that out if, um, but I think she talks about that too, is that there's a lot of these people that appear very like Mm. outgoing and they go do these big public speeches, but internally they're feeling really different. So sometimes I think there is like this, um, difference between how you appear and how you're sort of feeling inside. And the same with me, like I teach, um, at a college and like, I've been teaching for a long time, so i feel pretty comfortable. Teaching mm-hmm. classes now, but I do feel drained after it. So yeah. and the how same, do, I can't like have a bunch of classes back to back without yeah. feeling like it's a lot, you know.
0: So so just on the topic of introverts like I'm curious, right? Like how do you how do you deal with that? Like have you set up boundaries? Have you like uh organized like your your schedule for when classes are or do you have like a routine in between classes to like get some alone time and reset? Like a terrible habit that I don't recommend to anybody, but it was one of the reasons like I I I smoked. Like cigarettes for so long, I was like, I could just go. I have a good excuse to go stand by myself. So right,
1: right, yeah. No, I can see that. How you
0: manage this?
1: It's funny too, because with smoking, like I've heard other people say that it's like a social thing too. Sometimes is like you're out (laughs) smoking anyway. That's another thing. But um, yeah. So I, the way I've sort of like managed it is, I even before COVID, when everything went online, is I was teaching some in person classes and some online classes. So. Mm. um I felt like that was like a good balance for me I don't actually mind teaching online I think um it gives me a chance to sort of think through things and you know answers to questions and things um but I also having been t- I've been on teaching completely online the past year mm. and I do kind of miss being a person a bit because I do think there is there I think there are some students who really prefer that and do better in that environment at and like it's just like you know you're missing the interaction it's not it's not like I don't want any interaction with people at all Um, yeah so but yeah for me I feel like it helps me to have a balance of both in person and um, online classes so that I wasn't having to be as on all the time I guess as I or I feel like I have to Uh, and then it's easier with college like you know the classes aren't as frequent so um, sometimes I would build them like that I would have just one day where I was teaching a couple of classes and then the next day I would just be working online. So, um, having some sort of more like (laughs) days where I'm actually physically in front of students versus not is
0: another way to
1: help. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and by the way, before I forget, I googled it. it, that book in case anybody's interested, it's Brian R. Little. Me, myself, and us, the science of personality and the art of well-being. So I might send you a But yeah, yeah I, I'll I, have to check
1: that out. I yeah. really,
0: I really enjoyed it. Cause there's like that that term like uh, like an omnivert, but he kind of breaks down. There's there's one specific test where it's like we kind of adjust depending on the situation. You oh, know okay. what I mean? Right, um, right. But uh, but yeah, so out of curiosity, so you you mm-hmm. said your your little ones, they're like seven and nine, one's seven almost ten. Seven and
1: nine. Yeah, one's okay. ten. Yeah. So,
0: so question for you and i'll I'll put Mm -hmm. it this way like when i was i've been introverted most of my life there was Mm -hmm. some shyness there was some anxiety my Mm -hmm. my son isn't like i don't even want to say this i don't he's not like annoyingly extroverted but he's Uh very friendly right like he has if if we're out and about he has no problem just being like hey cool shirt hey
1: yes Mm -hmm. or he'll
0: ask somebody the exact opposite of me so i'm curious how how are your kids? Do you see kind of like shyness or introversion or are they like the exact opposite?
1: Yeah, no, it's interesting, right? I And I I feel like they are a bit more introverted, although I don't feel like they're that shy. So it's interesting because like even from when they're, they were younger, right, we go to a playground or something. Like I feel like as a kid, I was like shy in those situations. I wasn't always yeah. like, I mean, I could play with other kids, but maybe it took a while to warm up. But I feel like they, are much more just like, okay, cool. You know, like, oh, I can talk to uh-huh. this other kid and play with this other kid. Um, but I do feel like they're not, I do feel like they're okay, sort of spending more time at home and not being more out of friends all the time. And I mean, they have good friends that they want to hang out with and, um, and Ooh. see, but I think that's an introvert thing, right? Like it's like smaller groups are one-on-one you yeah. are, um, a bit happier than like a big loud party or something. Um, uh, so I, it is funny. I don't feel like I so at least right now, I feel like they're they are a bit more introverted, but they are not shy, really yeah. <laughs> that I see, although I mean, you know, it's funny too, because like when I were a lot younger, I do remember us taking them to some like big party, you know, like when the kids are young, I have like full classes invited oh, yeah,' like this yeah. party. <laughs> And I remember like entering those situations, sometimes it would be like, you know, they were a little hesitant or it would take them a mm-hmm. while to, um, so I can't say it's like all the time. That's where it's a little hard to pick out. I've like kind of looked at some online quizzes for kids and I'm like, are they, you know, yeah. more introverted or extroverted? And it's a little hard for me to even pick out.
0: Yeah. Well, something, something that I've thought about a lot since, you know, just learning more about introversion and stuff like that. And it uh it probably is something Susan kane mentioned but uh yeah. there's this discussion kind of around how our culture especially here in the united states we kind of glorify extroversion mm-hmm. right like right. so like you you can you know do and you can you can find uh youtube videos tiktoks instagram inspirational posts and like it seems like everything's driving you to like get out there and just be yeah a, be right. open so so i'm curious uh you know your thoughts on that, and then as a parent who's introverted, like, like do you do you try to talk with them or teach them about this kind of like, hey, they we might try to mold you this way, but you got to learn how to be comfortable with who you are and you know what what's going on.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean that's something that like that I think that's why that book is like so great because it Susan kane's book is like it's okay to be this way. You can you know you don't have to follow the sort of extroverted ideal all the time. So I do. I feel like that has been helpful to remind myself is like there's different styles of doing things and Mm -hmm. you don't always have to do this sort of like outgoing extroverted style. You can be a good leader and, you know, you can run a business and still be an introvert and still be good at it. Because I feel like the sort of stereotype is like you you aren't going to be good at certain things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I like that that's changing. But you're right, as a parent, uh, I feel like there is some stuff that you probably still have to like, push yourself on sometimes the, the outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like growing up for me, it probably would have been helpful to understand the sort of framing of, of introversion. Cause I definitely got called shy and quiet a lot as a kid. And I did oh, not yeah. like that. And that was always, I feel like there's still kind of I wonder like if that's still negative. Cause that happened
0: to me too, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like why, why why is this such a topic of conversation? Yeah.
1: You know? And like, or people would be like, well, why don't you talk more? And it's like, well, how are you supposed to answer that question? Yeah. Um, So I think like with my kids, like just helping them understand that like, you know, introversion is a personality type and it's okay to like want some time alone and need some breaks and um, to just do things a little bit differently. So, but then at the same time, especially I think with the shyness thing, but a little bit with the introvert thing is that you do sometimes, you know, everyone has to push themselves outside their comfort zone at times, you know, just to, you know, like it may feel comfortable to... (laughs) To just stay home, mostly or not do certain yeah. things. So, I think hopefully with them, I can like, hey, like make them aware of like you know personality types, and then, um, but also you know work on some skills to kind of you know push yourself when you need to
0: yeah yeah it's it's all stuff that i've had to work on it's really helped uh you know uh, you know some would call it exposure therapy working on my social anxiety and stuff like yeah, that but I, sure. I i live here in las vegas there's always something to do but you know i right. realize you know i can't just always blow like my friends off and stuff and they're having like a little get together and you know it's yeah. like so i had to you know and part of it and that's what i teach my son too is i it's not always just about me or us or whatever it's like sometimes we right. do it for other people right mm-hmm. and you, you can even say like i want to talk about baby showers and stuff in a second because that made right. me feel crazy but anyways <laughs> but uh yeah sometimes it's like hey that's for the other person like i'm putting on this event because people want to come celebrate me and stuff so you know like right. uh right. yeah yeah for example when i my first year sober mm-hmm. i was dreading it because uh in 12-step programs uh, like on your first year a lot of meetings they'll have you like sit up front right in front of everybody and I was just like I'm like I don't want this and it wasn't even so much sitting in front but knowing that so many people are going to talk to me um but but yeah one thing I I I super related to you on and you talk about this throughout the book is overthinking right yes and and I don't know (laughs) if that's a common characteristic of introverts but I don't know. You if you need a sequel, maybe it's like the overthinking parent, right? Yeah. But there's so there's so much from like
1: mm-hmm.
0: pregnancy, right? Overthinking right. everything. And then right. you know, uh, and then the birth, and it's like and then, and then there's all the options for the birth, and, mm-hmm. and so yeah. many things. And now, and now that your kids are, you know, growing and I'm sure you're overthinking all that. So, so right, as a fellow overthinking parent,
1: mm-hmm. what are
0: some what are some tools you use to kind of manage it. Because overthinking isn't always a bad thing because you're thinking about possible possible scenarios, but sometimes it gets it runs away. So
1: yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And like like yeah, I think like with intervention, like realizing that there are some it's good to overthink certain big decisions, right? And like weigh the possibilities. But then there are certain other things that are maybe not (laughs) you spend too much time on. Yeah. So I feel like for me, uh With parenting, like, you're right. There's so many decisions to make, even like going back to New York, a little like, well, which, you know, stroller to buy, which crib to get, like those sort of product decisions. So Mm -hmm. I think trying to, it's helped me a little bit to try to find some sort of like expertise sources that I like agree with um, and that are giving recommendations on these things. So like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a review site that I feel like they go through all the options thoroughly and choose and present a couple options of the best ones. So it's just choose from these. Don't like go down the rabbit hole of looking at everything. Yeah. And then similarly finding like, you know, a doctor or an expert source that you sort of trust what, um, or, you know, sometimes it's a friend, um, trust what they're saying and then try to not, cause I have my tendency is to want to go like research every possible option oh, out yeah. there. And it's so hard and it's really hard right now, right, with um, COVID because now there's this like whole other level of like decision making and decision fatigue of like, and it's hard because now I feel like there's not, it's like, you know, like there's there are these guidelines out there, these frameworks, like how to make decisions, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, but it's changing so fast and it depends on so many factors. It's really tricky. Uh, but yeah, for sort of the more general stuff, I think just trying to find people that I kind of, people or you know, experts that I trusted their opinions and that they seemed in line with what I was trying to do. And then not allow myself to just <laughs> fully down the rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. It's funny
1: too. I just read this book. Have you read this one uh, called Don't Overthink It?
0: Nope, but I'm going to look it yeah. up now. <laughs> so she,
1: it was good. She had like, you know, a couple of good tips in there of just like uh, some things that I'm trying to work on two, but like one of them was like making decisions based on your values. Right. So like, if you're like having trouble with the decision, then like thinking mm. about like what's most important to you and using that, um, to help frame the decision. Uh, so yeah, it's like a work in progress though. I'm still, yeah. Yeah. I'm still working on it.
0: <laughs> yeah what one, one thing like uh this this whole pandemic like obviously it's terrible but it's also an overthinker's nightmare right because we like yeah. to we like to be prepared and get the information but right. it's changing every five minutes and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like hey surprise there's a new variant so let's throw away some of the yeah. old stuff <laughs> i
1: know it's <laughs> all over it's but it's so uh, hard and i think like the other thing with parenting and i have probably mentioned this in the book but it's so hard because kids are different right so mm. like one like one set of like advice isn't necessarily going to work for all kids so that's what I think gets so tricky is like I would read all these sort of parenting books but then um maybe it would work for one of my kids and not the other or it wouldn't work for either of them and I think that's why it's just so hard to weed through the advice that's out there yeah. um, I heard something the other day too is like the thing because I think about like sort of you know, pre-internet, pre, oh, you yeah. have an ability now to like search out everything. Right. Yeah. And so like before that, you know, was it easier to parent and somewhat, some I can't remember where it was, but someone the other day was saying that like, um, yeah, you didn't necessarily know, you didn't have all the information, so You didn't necessarily know if you were doing the right thing, but at least everyone else was doing the same thing. Like it was yeah. like, this was like a set of advice that like everyone was following. Whereas now it's like, you know, someone's doing this, someone's doing yeah. that. I don't know. It's tricky.
0: Yeah. There's, yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of judgment stuff like that. And I I think, I think one of the biggest fears that so many of us have like, it's like, okay, make, you know, I don't want my kid to get hurt or suffer or anything like that. Right. Right below that is like, am I a bad parent? Right. And there's so much information. And, and like, you know, to your point about, you know, the internet and everything, Mm -hmm. every kid's different. Parenting styles are different. And there's so many different. people and and they'll they'll come in they'll judge you and then there's also mm-hmm. the, the fear and stuff look um this is how my overthinking goes for anybody who's not yeah, overthinking you know, right yeah. i know yeah, yeah like you know they're yeah. talking about like uh dietary stuff. and uh, by the way you cover all this stuff in your book like what to feed are yeah. you know and, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and all all these other things and and like so you you have some tips in the blog so with with all this with all this like information overload but Mainly, like uh, you know, for people who have an entire family, and and let's just overthink this for a second and say, okay, they got one person, they got one <laughs> yeah. person who's all like, you know, uh, you know, tough love parenting, da 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 da, right? Then you have another parent who's not even about parenting styles, but like you have to feed your baby only organic, don't feed it this mm-hmm. thing because it has this chemical, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have then you have your, you know, aunt over here who went down like a QAnon rabbit hole in Facebook and she's and she's telling you that someone's trying to drink your baby's blood and all that (laughs) stuff. So, so (laughs) what are, what are some, what are some tips for like filtering all this information or, or, or taking a step back to take it in so we can make better decisions? You know what I mean when it comes to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like sorting through. I mean, I think like, it is so hard. I think like it helps to maybe think about sort of the nature of, de- of the decision. Like, is it a sort of minor thing, like you know, mm. what they're going to have for breakfast today, or is it a more yeah. major thing, like what school they're going to go to? Uh, and then, yeah, I think like it kind of goes along with like, you know, figuring out what's important to you and the um the sort of different values you have and mm-hmm. then trying to filter out those people. It's like, you know, you're. QAnon Aunt. Yeah. probably I don't know maybe for some you're probably not like your values or someone you're gonna listen to so just trying to like remind yourself that um you know everybody's parenting cells are different everybody's kids are different and you're gonna do what's like best given yeah. the information you have for your own kids so I think there is something about just like you know trying to like uh give yourself I don't know some sort of mantra or something that yeah. like you're doing the best you can And, you know, with, with what you have and not everyone's opinions are useful or valid, right?
0: Yeah. I, I I love in the book because you give you even give like some like one-liners and stuff. Like there's like when, uh, you know, there's like people like, oh, are you, are you having a baby and stuff like that? Just so many things. But so, so part of what I've, I've had to work through, like, you know, just Mm -hmm. through through therapy and just my personal growth is like setting boundaries because I, I can be a people pleaser who doesn't sure. like conflict right yeah so right. going back to you know friends family giving you all this uh mm-hmm. input like i don't know if this is something that you've you've struggled with but mm-hmm. like you know because i i don't want it to be because you know i i think deep down i know you know these people want what's best right and, right and their i think it mind, comes
1: from a good place yeah, yeah
0: yeah so so for people who have difficulty with people pleasing or setting boundaries what are what are some things they yeah, could Yeah,
1: no, I definitely have that and I think that's an introvert thing too like right like not liking conflicts and sometimes being yeah. into like people pleasing and stuff. So, uh yeah, I mean I think you do have to set boundaries so I think sometimes it's just like, you know, if you're getting a lot of that information like shutting down the conversation or being like, you know, Thanks. I could think about that and just move on from it. (laughs) And then I mean, I think like my other thing, and I don't know if this is true for you too, is like the rumination part of it, right? So yeah. Like if I uh if someone tells me something like and I didn't agree with it or I'm mad about it, then it's like I can't just like let go that easily sometimes. It's like, you know, spinning in your mind. So I think that's where some of the for me, like mindfulness sort of stuff comes in and just trying to it's like you're you're in control of your thoughts, right? So yeah. trying to like recognize like, that you're doing it and uh do what you need to do is sort of like shut it out. Um it's if it's just like you replaying something or ruminating on something yeah. in your head. Yeah. Uh, for sure.
0: I, I I I can definitely ruminate it. uh I, I remember one specific drive back from California which was like five or six hours where I was literally thinking about one topic pretty much mm-hmm. the whole time. Have yeah. you I love this too. I love throwing out book recommendations. Have you checked out uh, Chatter from Ethan Cross?
1: No, I don't want okay. that one. Okay,
0: write that one down. Okay, That's, I'll write that one down. You know, I know I'm going to uh, have
1: to.
0: Yeah, or oh, maybe, yeah, after this. Yeah. After this, after we'll, this you we'll should fly.
1: email me. Yeah. I know.
0: Uh, but yeah, his book really, it came out earlier this year and it really taught me, uh, helped me understand like some benefits to ruminating and stuff like that. So now, like speaking uh, of mindfulness, because okay. mindfulness taught me to quit like, I, I like to say, like fighting against the wave or fighting against the current and just kind of yeah. accepting it. Right. And his book really helped me do that with rumination and not okay. judging not judging it so much. Like, oh, this is a bad thing. I've kind of just like, you know, uh, uh, one little hack I've learned is just looking at it as, or reframing it as me working through a problem. Right? Okay,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah you know, so yeah. when, I, when I
0: do that, I'm not like beating myself up like, oh, why am I still thinking about this? And, you know, and, it, right. and it's surprisingly, it seems to- kind of pass, but but yeah like especially with conflict like mm-hmm. i'll go to bed that night like thinking like oh are they mad at me did i say yeah, this wrong <laughs>
1: right me too yeah yeah
0: like that oh um, i
1: know i think in other stories sp- speaking of no, book go racks so i'm gonna give, have you read any of that highly sensitive stuff by elaine aaron like um, i've heard
0: of it but i haven't because yet. it's
1: definitely i i've been listening to the highly sensitive parent so i think there's a lot of overlap with um with sort of Susan Kane's definition of introversion, mm. right? And one of her things is like deep processing. Uh, you tend to like, which I think is like the overthinking really. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But she says that too, is like, there's benefits to that, right? Like if we think through like um, a problem or we're prepared, you mm. know, we're, we're prepared for something, that can be a good thing. So like, yeah. I think, yeah, like realize that there are some good things to it, but then there are, you know, if you're doing it in sort of a way that's not that helpful, then figuring out. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's all about this kind of like balance, you know, like knowing like when you've gone too far or, or you're not, not enough. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've had a few evolutionary psychologists on here. Uh, and like, you know, like sometimes we, we get, you know, we're like, oh man, I hate my anxiety, but there are people who don't have anxiety and they're like, Hey, I don't need to get vaccinated because nothing's going to happen. anxiety. So there is something good about, yeah. 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 Having a little
1: anxiety.
0: One of, one of the things that i i loved about your book and i wish i could uh have a time machine was was the baby shower right
1: oh yeah <laughs> And it's almost like
0: when i was talking about the uh, uh you know like recovery anniversary it's like we sit in front of everybody but baby yeah. shower is kind of the same thing and uh like so so you have a bajillion tips so i don't feel this is spoiling too much but like you give yeah. the like you give like like one of them is like a virtual baby shower, which is even more genius because we're Mm -hmm. in a pandemic. So it's like, yes, right. And, and then like you, you have one about like uh, a different way of doing the gifts, Mm -hmm. right. So I'm curious, I'm curious, like, are these things that you learned about or thought of after both of your baby showers or how did you as an introvert handle Handle the baby shower? Yeah, this is
1: a good question. Um, So yeah, like, So I would say some are things that I I like thought about before and tried to implement in my own shower. And then some are things that like I thought about after. So I, yeah, like I was nervous about a baby shower. It's like, you know, the self-consciousness thing um, and sort of a traditional baby shower. It's like people bring gifts and then you all sort of sit in a circle and open the gifts. And like, it's very nice. Like people you know the intention behind it i think is nice but if you uh-huh. don't love being the center of attention then i feel like it can feel um it can feel a little bit more uncomfortable so i yeah and then there's this other i talk about in the book but baby shower games are like a thing they, oh yeah they yeah have right? little, like, traditional game. so i sort of tried to with my baby shower um for my first kid uh like when I'm talking to my mom and I, her friend actually had it um I was sort of like, well, these are the sorts of games that I am okay with, you know. Uh, they had asked about it too. I think it's finding this line too because like, you know, people are doing, coming from a good place of yeah. throwing you a shower and you don't try to be like this micromanager of it. Uh, and you get gift free gifts, right? Yeah, and you get free gifts and they're excited <laughs> about it. It's nice. Like, but uh, I think trying to like, say some things that would make you more comfortable with it. So one of the things is like types of games, like I don't love Star of the World like those feel yeah. very like i don't know just like more you know center of attention stuff yeah. um but there are games that are sort of just like trivia games or um uh, where you kind of fill out of a sheet or i think one of the games that i had at mind was just like a screw off lottery tickets <laughs> so nice. i'm like well that's easy so i think i tried to see like say like oh yeah like i would like you know these types of ones if you want to do games uh, and then yeah some just like tweaks to it in that way uh but then after like doing research for the book and then having gone to more baby showers afterwards yeah. I, uh, I think i got to find this and then my second for my second kid i was it's not always traditional to have a shower for your second kid and i was kind of like fine not having one.
0: Oh, really <laughs> but, i didn't even I mean, maybe it's because i only have one kid so that's yeah. not normally have like a second everyone
1: one. does it but sometimes they uh. do it or they call it a sprinkle so it's sort of like a less
0: because uh. you should
1: already have some baby stuff i guess and so I was kind of like, I don't need one. But then, um, someone offered to throw me one, but we just had a diaper shower. So there weren't presents. Yeah. I mean, there were diapers, but like, I didn't open, <laughs> I didn't like open a bunch of diapers in front of it just felt more casual, but smaller. It wasn't like this big. So I think like, that's kind of the way I handled mm. that one.
0: Yeah. You, you know what the best I'll tell you the best thing we got, and I didn't realize it at the time was uh, someone gave us a diaper cake right oh, so yeah. it, it had different sizes I swear to you we didn't have to buy diapers for like the first x amount of months I can't remember if it lasted yeah, like five or six amazing. months but yeah, yeah. They, you know there were a certain amount of small ones they got bigger and you know and stuff yeah. like that and it was whoever made I can't even remember who gave it to us but it was like almost perfection how yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like yeah.
1: I know oh. I feel like diapers are so helpful I've seen there's a couple other I've heard about this is let just give some some uh some advice for gifts but like yeah. um one of my friends got diapers and i think they put like a dollar bill in each one or something so like you Hold open it and then you would get one, one money for yourself and then change the diaper and there's another one where they like write i guess like sort of you know motivational messages on yeah. yeah. or something or funny or whatever So like you're in the middle of the night you got you know get a different message so anyway there are some good
0: ones yeah yeah if any of my friends end up having another kid i'm definitely going to do that that sounds yeah but (laughs) but yeah also speaking about uh me and my friends i need you on the spot because i didn't come across this in your book what did dads do right yeah so there's kind of like, I, I I I think it's I think it's a tradition like where the guys the guys go out and they do their own thing yeah you know so like I remember like I you know,
1: I, I know did you go did you go to the baby shower because there's that was one option it's couple showers is like a thing for some people now too mm. so the dad does sometimes go with a partner oh so, so did so, you not
0: no for me what we did was uh like I went out with like the guys it was like her brothers I think her dad okay. and a couple of my friends and some of the people there and their boyfriends or spouses and i think because we like went to a bar or something this was before i got sober but Mm uh yeah and it was yeah it was me going and saying like do i have to entertain all of you or yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's whole other i know yeah Yeah, so i mean again i think i would try to like take some of the same stuff as like try to find something that you actually want to do or hang out with other you know or keep it smaller if that makes you happier or environment that, you know, that you're going to want to go to. Uh, so again, like finding a balance of not like trying to be micromanaging everything, but also being like, well, why don't we, you know, do this um, yeah. or the option. I mean, the other thing is a couple shower, which I didn't do, but like, I've heard other people say that they liked that better than mm. the traditional so one. The
0: attention's kind of split. The
1: attention's split. Yeah. yeah. And if you're like, um, partner is an extra or doesn't want the attention, then, um, that can be good, but, or it's just split. So it's not like just all like, oh, completely focused on you. Right. Yeah. And then I think sometimes like, I think that this is maybe changing, but like, it feels like sometimes people get caught up in sort of like, it's a traditional shower. So we need to do X, Y, Z, but like a couple shower is different enough that you can maybe like mix it up a bit more. Like maybe it doesn't need to be the sort of same mm-hmm. way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 My girlfriend and I, we, we have no plans on having a kid. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like I, I've noticed that like I, so when it comes to introversion, like if there was a scale of one to she's more introverted than I am. So I can kind of, I can kind of take the attention. Like I've gotten better over the years at, at small talk and things like that. It's just Mm -hmm. you know, so I could take over, you know, um, but one of, one of the best things I learned, and I'm so glad you talked about this in the book is having like, exit strategies, right? Yeah. Whether not, not just like baby showers, but when your kids, you know, born and play dates and birthday parties and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Can you, mm-hmm. can you talk about a little bit about why you should plan ahead and maybe have an exit strategy and mm-hmm. maybe some things that you do, especially because, you know, we don't want to make anybody mad by leaving yeah. early and stuff. So, so how do you, wh- why is it, I guess, why is it important? Mm-hmm. What are some, what are some strategies?
1: yeah so it's important for introverts because you get drained right so um if you are hosting a kid's birthday party or something you may you may enjoy it i think that's the thing about introverts like you can enjoy the socializing but at a certain point you might kind of hit a wall where you just are getting tired and Mm -hmm. maybe overstimulated and you're like okay (laughs) this needs to be done so i think it's just a way it's just like to preserve your own energy um and make it enjoyable um in the time you have. So that's why it's helpful to have some sort of exit strategy or end end Uh end date or something. So something like a kid's birthday party and they, people often do this anyway, but I think it's just like start date and start time and end time, right? Like, yeah, uh, like just leave it open-ended for people to stay um, and keep it shorter. You know, I think kids' birthday parties, kids are like, (laughs) they run out of steam, they need naps. Like it's kind of, essentially, they can't like have a huge long party always either so um i think things like that and then i talked about this with playdates because i think playdates are challenging for introverted parents at times because like you're managing so much right like you're trying to watch your kid and make sure um they're doing okay and then you're trying to like maybe have a conversation with someone you don't really know very well and like you're maybe at their house and you're trying to manage like how your kid's interacting there you just have a lot right with the overthinking thing i think um going on and so I think sometimes like you can choose situations that maybe make it easier to leave like you know meet a natural location like a park um where you feel like it's easier it's if you're kind of like out of time that <laughs> you're it's time for you to go that you can go yeah um, so things like that
0: yeah yeah absolutely it's it's something like you know not just you know with with parenting but I've done for, for everything here's mm-hmm. one of my hacks like if I, if I'm like, okay, Chris, it's time for you to go, go out and do something because you've been blowing yes. off your friends or whatever. Right. Like my, my buddy will be like, Hey, come over, come down. Like he, one of my best friends who I've grown up with, he's a manager at a bar. Right. Okay. So, right. uh, and it's funny too, cause he's sober, but that's a whole nother funny story. Oh, really?
1: Like, okay.
0: Yeah. He'll ask me to come down. Cause he has two kids now. I have a kid. We'd all see each yeah. other often. So one where i can hang out but anyways anyways whether it's that or like getting invited to a party or get together even like a work party
1: mm-hmm. like before
0: then, like mm-hmm. i'll be like hey i could stay until x time right yeah that's
1: good and yeah so they and, know.
0: yeah and, and the reason why it's extra cool too so let's say i'm like hey i got stuff to do so i can only stay until like six right mm-hmm. well if i'm actually not, like not drained and kind of enjoying myself hey surprise I can stay longer. Yeah, that's know? smart. Yeah, no, that so, thing got
1: yeah. canceled. That much. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that that's that's what I try to do and uh That's you know, smart. Or, but yeah, I, but that's, I like that, that
1: too because then it sets up the expectation. Because I feel like I think about that some bit too. I'm like, oh, are they? Gonna-? Be upset if I leave too early, but yeah. then like, if you're sending that, like this, this is what you expect. Oh, but I might stay. Yeah, it, bonus. It, I'm here. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And and yeah, even with my my son, when we were, you know, there haven't been as many birthday parties. He's twelve now, so they're he's kind of yeah. he's kind of getting like way too cool for that and all that. But anyways oh, right. it was still like uh, I communicate with him, like hey, you know, we'll stay, and I, you know, I'd, I'd make sure, like hey, we're not just coming for like fifteen minutes. Like it'd be like hey, two hours or three hours if it was right. open ended. Right. But I think like you said, a lot of uh, people are 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 you know, they set that kind of time because yeah, you can, you can go insane.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, then if it's uncomfortable, if you, like hosting something at your house, that's yeah. like, you're like, okay, it's time for people to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and speaking of uncomfortable asking people to go, I'm curious your experience with uh, the day you have a whole section on the day of the birth. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm wondering what, what your experience was because mine was Insane, like when it came to like family and friends wanting to come yeah. by. So, like, how how was it for you, and did you learn valuable lessons afterwards? Of wish you to like change anything?
1: Yeah, no, it's funny. The same for me. So, like, uh, the we had a lot of friends and family that lived nearby, and i people are excited for the baby, and like, that's it's nice, right? Like, yeah. you know, people want to see me and they're excited, and so uh so my first kid was born like you know it was like three o'clock in the morning or something um of course uh-huh. and then um so it was the but the, I feel like that day, you know, later that day that day, uh people were wanting to come visit. And we did have visitors, although I feel like our visitors in the hospital weren't super overwhelming. Like we had a few people, but I think not a ton that came to the hospital. So that didn't feel uh too overwhelming to me but then when we got home it did feel like we got a ton of visitors and i said this in the book i was trying to figure out breastfeeding and it was just like hard for me and yeah uh and i felt self-conscious about doing it from other people and i was just trying to get used to it so i felt like that was harder and i think i said this told the story in the book but like we had taken my son to uh the pediatrician you know you have like a visit after i don't know this next pretty soon after you get out Mm -hmm. of the hospital or we did, uh, and she he wasn't gaining as much weight as she wanted him to be, and so she was like, just tell all visitors to stop coming for a while. <laughs> and so that was helpful because I felt like it was like she was giving me sort of permission to do that, and uh, then you know you'd be like, well, the nutrition recommends that we just take a break. So, no. um, so in terms of like how I would do it differently, I think yeah maybe i would have tried to give myself a little more time before having a ton of visitors um like especially when we got home you know if it worked the same way it did and then i think like for me yeah it was helpful we didn't have a ton of visitors in the hospital right away but i think that's probably helpful if you are potentially you know i mean you're worn out like you're worn out you're trying to figure out how to change a diaper you know basic stuff so yeah uh, I think just limiting it and trying not, it's hard, you feel guilty, right? So but try not to feel guilty
0: about it yeah and and you you had you know your second child was like because i i think that's that's big too because like uh for example my mom came and stayed for us i think like the first week after he was born okay. or whatever like right. uh but for your second child did you did you create some expectations in space or were people not as like oh we need to help her because you you know your first baby survived so you're good and you know yeah. so like how, how was it different no routine. that's a good question
1: well i feel like there was less because it's your second it's like less of a bit like you know big rush to like the yeah. kid right away sorry second kids but i was a second <laughs> kid too, so, um, so i think it, it naturally was like not managing quite as many people and i was like i knew i knew how to like do some stuff so i was less like i sort of knew how to breastfeed and i was less self-conscious about just like putting a nursing mm-hmm. cover up and like talking to people if they were there um so I feel like it had gotten a little easier just because I had a little bit more experience with it and then also if pe- people like were wanting to help which was nice um but sometimes I would just be like help with my older son who was a toddler and like wanted some attention anyway so I felt like it was somewhat easier with the second one because I could be like you know can you take <laughs> my toddler and mm-hmm. give him some attention then stuff and then I can focus on the baby and then i mean people would want to still like you know see the baby and hold the baby but it did feel like a little easier both because i was like a bit more experienced and, and i just don't feel like there was as many people kind of wanting
0: yeah <laughs> like, yes
1: it's just like a second kid thing i guess right yeah
0: so you don't even have to do, worry about it as much because all as the much. hype kind of mm-hmm. dies down yeah and, yeah <laughs> i could see that being like you know you're like you know i'm, I'm a second kid too now i want to ask my my parents be like hey do people not really
1: care when I? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I know. Well, they, like, right. It's funny because like my, I have two sisters and I'm the middle, and uh, and like I'm guilty of this too. But you can see it with our baby books. Like the first one, it's very like orderly pulled out, Mine it's like a bit more. And then like the third, is like not as much. You just I, run out. I, mean, I think you're busy and you run out of time. Like yeah. Yeah, 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 Especially
0: like when you have three, you have two other ones that you're already <laughs> taking care of. Yeah, yeah. You don't
1: have time to like sit down, and pull out pretty yeah. detailed baby book.
0: Yeah, when uh when my when my son was born, uh I, I, I got the call at like seven in the morning, right when I got to work that her water broke. Well anyway, she uh-huh. uh he wasn't so seven in the morning, he wasn't born until eight that night. Oh right? wow. So Super it was like a very much. she wasn't yeah, she wasn't dilating and stuff. But my mom, who was fine because she's uh she's about seven, eight hours away in California. So she's okay. like, Hey, I'm driving down. Okay. But here in Las Vegas, just all day like people like texting calling and you know her family hey we're gonna come to the hospital I'm like hey literally nothing's happening like we are just right right sitting here and you know and was, yeah so like people just kept coming and then like then you coming in and checking and I was just like going insane yeah. it like you know because you're already stressed
1: yeah longer yeah. drawn out and they're like is anything yet? What's happening yeah. yet yeah and then, yeah And yeah there was like kind
0: of like this weird thing like i'm like I? is it my responsibility to entertain you since you came down even though i yeah. told you you probably shouldn't
1: right you know? right i know which is yeah. funny it's interesting because it's a whole new world right now with people giving birth in the pandemic right because mm. i think they're not allowing visitors Ooh. sometimes uh, i think it is different for people giving birth right now um it varies by location but yeah but i think that it is this weird thing where you, like, when I had kids and it sounds like we needed to, that you're like manage, managing, managing yeah. these other people, yeah, like expectations and things too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah, I'm like, you guys are going to, you guys are going to be bored. But so then I'm curious about this. I, you know, I, I have like 60 episodes so far. I think this is the first time I've talked to a self-identified introvert. And let me just ask you this, huh. like there, there are so many terrible things going on. The pandemic absolutely sucks. I wish it would just end. I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate that I got to take my mask off for five minutes. Now I got to put it back on. Right. You know. No. But anyways, anyways. With mm-hmm. all that being said, all the things yeah. that suck. Right. As an introvert, is kind of cool though, huh?
1: Yeah. No. You're right. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because I, I yeah, like I agree. Like obviously, I do not. I would not wish the pandemic to have happened. And um, yeah, there's a lot of truly awful things about it. But like, yeah, I haven't. I. I feel like I, it's been easier for introverts in some ways than extroverts. Right. Just cause you uh-huh. can kind of like hang at home a bit more and have like <laughs> your social obligations and things like that. Yeah. Um, although I feel like it's one thing that was challenging, especially last year was just that everyone was home. Right. Like, um, yeah. like my husband was working from home I was working from home and my kids were doing online yeah. class. And then it was like, you're like never alo- alone so that part of it was like a little yeah. tricky uh but yeah in general i feel like yeah it hasn't been too bad
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was it was nice just having the the perfect excuse especially when it first started having them, like hey man there's a pandemic i cannot come and hang out with you but yeah that now you're all kind of stuck inside what was what was interesting is i i have quite a few extroverted friends, like those ones especially here in vegas where yeah. just always going out always going out so like not only right. did getting not only to getting sober help me with my introversion and just staying in but you know yeah. Uh, like, yeah like uh what i noticed was the wolves were kind of reversed because we were talking a little bit earlier about how sometimes culture seems like it's set up for extroverts and to be yep. extroverted and you need to go and you need to socialize and all this i mm-hmm. literally remember uh one of not it wasn't even one of my extroverted friends it was kind of like things being shared around on facebook like hey hey during this pandemic be mindful of your extroverted Let's friends that are used top. to getting yeah. stimulated and i'm like oh please or yeah.
1: period like, yeah, like like check on your I know, I feel like I saw some tweets or jokes where it was like, check on your extrovert up front. We're like or like what tips do you introverts have for so, yeah. right, nice like so like, yeah. you
0: know, it's gonna write it's kinda nice right like ha. Yeah Yeah, like okay, so that's yeah, when the world isn't crafted for your, <laughs> you know, your 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 personality type. Um one thing I forgot to ask you about pre mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tell the people this isn't something I, I would ever have to deal with, but you you made me want to do prenatal yoga.
1: No, really. You
0: like I was like, this sounds kinda cool. But anyway, like it's out if you know if I went through that. But but what is so for any any expecting moms out there or anybody thinking about having a baby, sell them on prenatal sell yoga. Sell
1: them on prenatal yoga. Yeah. Well, so it's funny because like I yeah, I talked about this a bit in the book, but um I kind of liked prenatal yoga because it was like very mellow yoga. Sometimes like you go to yoga buses and it's very like intense and like these people are like super yoga people and like all the, you know, you feel like self-conscious that you're not like the most amazing yoga person there. But like, I feel like prenatal yoga was just like very chill and very accepting and like you, you you know, you could always take a break. Like at the end of it, I feel like we just kind of like laid down a blanket and like just, did it. and then they would also have this sort of like almost, it felt a little therapy like component, at least in the class I went to like where you would go around and sort of talk about how you're feeling and uh, like how far along you were and uh, and like i think you know it got to sort of like emotional sometimes uh, you know if people were having a rough time with something so mm. i feel like that and i said this in this book to, in the book like usually sort of like having to share your feelings with strangers and like yeah. a, a room like that would make me well, i would think that that would make me uncomfortable but It actually it was just like really nice and you felt sort of bonded to these other people in this like one moment in time and it was just like mellow and no expectations and you didn't feel like their judgment so um yeah so for me i had a good experience with it
0: yeah no it, it sounded it sounded great it sounded like you know uh yeah maybe i am still like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think you do have to actually make yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> or if a friend is fighting now they'll like hey can i come with you and yeah. join you
1: yeah.
0: uh, but i i only i i, I had a few more Things I, I want to chat with you about. I think a lot of parents, you know, struggle with it, especially during the toddler year. So before I let you go, like one thing that you you cover so much. Yeah. Like your book <laughs> covers so much. Like yeah. I I have no problem just hyping up books that I think are very yeah, helpful, especially because awesome. I wish I had it. But anyway, one thing that you talk about is the toddler years and kind of public tantrums. Yeah. Right. And like my, I remember like my my like it's crazy because my son has always been pretty good he's always been pretty good but it's just part of it's just part of the the childhood right because they don't know how to manage emotions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so so yeah like what are what are some some ways that you personally you know, and uh, like, kind of dealt with it when it would happen, and like, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously like you've learned stuff that you've put in the book, but I'm yeah. sure it wasn't always that easy. So when that anxiety is spiking and everybody's looking at you and you're overthinking, like they think I'm a bad parent, and mm-hmm. you know, I can't because control- yeah. that's, that's how Blink that's how touch. other parents are too. Like, oh, my child, just like shut up, yeah. shut your face. They would. Yeah. So, yeah. so how did you how did you kind of cope, and what have you learned
1: from? Yeah. That? So I mean, I think like for those situations like sometimes i would just if if it was possible try to like remove them from the situation you know like if you're at target or something and you're not in the <laughs> checkout line the cart full of groceries um yeah. that and sometimes they just try to like you know take like take a break and even i think if you have a cart full of something you could maybe take a break and go out to the car or something and help them come down or talk to them yeah you figure out what they need um so i feel like sometimes just trying to like remove myself from the situation was helpful um and then you know like i definitely sometimes would just like do what it needed to get them to come back you know like give them a lollipop or something like that like if that helped um so i think and it's funny this is actually i i was just on another podcast and there's an extroverted dad and he was talking about Dealing. dealing with these situations which I think this is really smart, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I would have been able to do it, but it was it was smart. He said he would um, get like if his kid was having sometimes if his kid is having a tantrum, he'd just like turn around and be like, "Okay, guys, we're all in this together. Let's go do rough <laughs> You know, <laughs> just like yeah. acknowledging it because I think a lot of times my you're like trying to just like make it stop and like you're worried about
0: everyone's judgment. Yeah.
1: Um. So I think like the other thing that helps me helps me is it's like everybody everybody's kid has a tantrum sometimes you know it's not like a reflection on you being a parent which is what you know your mind goes to sometimes so um and i told a little bit of this story on in the book but when my youngest son was a baby we took a plane ride with him and Mm. the plane broke um we like pulled from the gate the plane like had some mechanical problem and then we couldn't get up and he was just crying and screaming and we couldn't like do any like stand up to comfort him or anything like that um and so it felt very like you know everyone was judging, you know that's what you think in your mind it's like, everyone's like ah, especially babies yeah orphans, right um but then we got off and pulled into the gate and there was another family with like older kids that walked by and what the mom was just like we've all been there so that was like super helpless like just remembering like you know other parents have been there or, or mm-hmm. you know the are not like immediately assuming you're an awful parent um yeah in those situations so yeah i think it helps helps me to remember um that
0: i'm not the only one <laughs> yeah yeah and i you know i think that that's also uh a great point and you know it's something that uh you know i i i hope i can get better at which is which is comforting other new parents right because yeah. that's that's huge right like hey mm-hmm. hey this is this is fine. You know what I mean? Because even just going out, you know, uh, you know, when the world opens back up and go out to eat or something like that, and yeah. you know, because you still got to do things and can't just completely shut down your life. And you, you talk about that in the book too, like finding ways to create your own time and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, so, so one of the, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, if you, if you have any tips or, you know, things that you did as, as an introvert, like, uh, again, one of the hugest things for you know just our well-being is being able to talk to other people right mm-hmm. and and for me personally just my experience
1: mm-hmm. I was the
0: first one to have a kid out of yeah. all my friends so I right. so although I had friends none mm-hmm. of them had kids so they didn't yeah. know what I was going through so you have a whole section on like you know making friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that and how to mm-hmm. kind of do that so like how did how did you kind of do it or did you have like you know a uh, family who Had kids around the same age, like who did you talk Mm -hmm. to? Would you lean on for support and and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, so I definitely I did have some friends who had kids, friends and family had kids around the same time, so that was helpful. It's helpful if you have that, but you you don't always have that. And like I I still needed to make friends, sort of. You know, there's all these new situations like my kid's school and stuff, and I didn't know people Mm that had kids in my school or my neighborhood or these other situations um, where it is helpful to have you know, support systems sort or of people, you know. So uh, I think I said this in the book, but some, I joined, I I personally like feel more comfortable in an online environment sometimes than like in person. So um, I joined some local like, parenting message boards which you know you have to be a little careful (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah,
1: like sometimes it's it's might
0: wander in the wrong group
1: (laughs) yeah but then i got to know some people through sort of online groups and then turn those into like real life um friendships so that was one way and then yeah like i'm not great at just like i think some people are like striking up conversations with strangers right um but i think it's funny from reading some different books this is another book which i mentioned in my book but sorry i'm late i didn't want to come yeah it's like um a memoir about sort of an introvert shy introvert trying to like do different things but one of the things she said or she said in there is like arriving early to places um so that you're not it's intimidating to walk into like a situation where everybody's already grouped off you know talking to each other but if you're if you get somewhere early uh then there's less like need of that and it's easier to sort of like start talking to people i think or have them come talk to you um so that's one thing and then you know talking to the people who are also not already talking to other people right like if you have to go to a school picnic or something like it's hard to approach like a group like for me but i can talk to someone who's standing on their own too
0: yeah yeah absolutely and 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 yeah, I, I, you know, there's so much, there's so like, I, you know, I, I grew up like as, you know, as the internet came to fruition, like, you know, AOL and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. there's so much just like demonization about internet and screens and right. stuff like that. But, but you, you hit on like those groups, right. I found people I can connect with, like mm-hmm. when you know, just being an introverted kid, you know, uh, and like, like I mentioned, my son's much more outgoing and friendly than I ever was, but, uh, mm-hmm. he's had a few friends around his age for last three or four years just from playing you know Fortnite and stuff like yeah. they, they live in like lincoln nebraska or something
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh really so they're not even yeah, yeah awesome. so you know, but they've so, like socialized that way right exactly
0: yeah. so i think i think that's you know that's definitely great too like you that's like again you got to be careful make sure you don't wander the wrong group that's talking about yeah. crazy things but but you right. can find people like new parents or you know whatever and and that's why you know the internet was a godsend to me because i was much more comfortable talking with people online. Hell, like it, it, you know, half the reason I ever dated anybody in my entire life, you know, that became more normalized. So, so yeah, but it's so important to find people who get it, know what you're going through and kind of Mm -hmm. get that feedback. And, and yeah, that, that book, I've been meaning to read it.
1: Oh yeah. It's funny. It's good. It's funny. And yeah, you'll, as an introvert, you'll
0: enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so I'll definitely check it out. But, But yeah, Julie, thank you so much. And, and like I said, we did it, we barely scratched on this. I like, here's the other thing. And and I hope I hope I am inflating your ego. You break it down like they're short, they're short little sections. Right. So I don't know if you planned it like this, but you could go back. Like I could flip through it and be like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. like if I needed yeah. to, like, hey, what's yeah. what's going on? So I like the the succ- succinctness of the little chapters. But but yeah, the book is out. So where where could people find you and keep mm-hmm. up to date when you write more books. and <laughs> You know, right, with yeah, yeah, teenagers <laughs> and stuff like that. Where's <laughs> right. the best place to find you and okay, keep up so today?
1: you can find sort of everything on my website, which is julievic.com. Um they there are links to social media for me there. I'm kind of the most active on Twitter and Instagram. Um and then I have a monthly newsletter that you can sign up for to, to kind of just keep up to up to date on that too. Um and then also, you know, you can get the book wherever, wherever books are sold. So
0: yeah, I actually had the audio book. I'm an audio listener. So I like to yeah. be like, Hey, there's an audio version of this.
1: Yes. There's an audio version. And I think, especially for parenting books, like it's, it's helpful
0: oh, as yeah. a parent
1: and just books in general, as a parent, I've been listening to audio a lot too. So yes, you can get it on audio.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like when I'm like doing the dishes or cleaning the house, boom, yeah. Yeah. audio. I love right. it.
1: Multitasking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So so very cool. And I'm I'm gonna link all this stuff in the, the description. Before I let you go to what your monthly newsletter, like I've been I've been checking out some more like parenting type newsletters. What what kind of stuff do you cover in the monthly newsletter? In the
1: monthly newsletter, yeah. So it's not like specifically parent focused, although it does touch mm. on stuff. Um so it's more like humor focused. So I send out some links, things, things that are making me laugh, and there's a little bit of um uh, writing type stuff in there too so people who are interested who are writers are interested in that um and then just updates on what i'm up to too
0: oh well i like to write so you sold <laughs> i'll be there
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome so yeah thank you thank you so much and and yeah like maybe we'll maybe we'll do this again sometime
1: yeah thank you so much for having me
0: all right, everybody, that was my conversation with Julie Vick. How awesome is she? I, I love it. She's she's a, a great person, and I really enjoyed talking with her. And, yeah, like her personality, it's, it's, it's there perfectly in the book, right? Like throughout the book, as we were talking about this stuff, there's a lot of humor, and it makes it enjoyable to read. And like I said uh, in our conversation, they're very short chapters like really easy stuff. So like you can you can you know have the book on you or if you're like me and you do audiobooks, like say you're going to a baby shower. You're like, oh crap, how do I, you know, how do I navigate this? Boom. You just go to that chapter. Or it's like, oh, you know, I gotta uh, do do this uh, play date. What should I do? Boom. You go to that chapter. So it's it's a great book, the way it's just organized. I I I'm starting to realize with all the books I read, I I'm a fan of good organization and structure of the book. So Julie killed it with that all right so make sure you head down to the description check out uh julie over on twitter make sure you're following her grab a copy of the book and hey if you're not a parent if you know like any upcoming parent right or any new parent boom grab them a copy of the book all right i've also linked uh the other stuff down below like julie's newsletter and everything like that all right but anyways uh while you're down in the description make sure you're following me over on instagram and twitter At the Rewired Soul, so you don't miss anything. Uh yeah, I have a bunch of cool authors coming up, and I usually record these weeks in advance. So you'll you'll get a nice little heads up. And here's what's cool about that. I post on Twitter and stuff like that, like two or three weeks before the episode comes out. So you're like, ooh, that sounds interesting. Boom, you pick up the book. You got time to read it, episode drops. You get to listen to the conversation and and you're, you're in the know. So make sure you follow me on Twitter so you don't miss that stuff and on Instagram and all that. All right. But, uh, again, if you're new, make sure you're following and subscribe. And if you like this episode, do me a favor and share it. Uh, if, if you think there's other people on your Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever that would benefit from this episode with Julie, or they might enjoy her book, Share it out there, and it really helps the podcast grow and spread the word and all that. And the other thing that really helps is if you go over to Apple Podcasts and do a quick little rating and review, all that stuff really helps with the algorithms and all that. But yeah, if there's, uh, if you want to support the podcast, uh, there are some ways down in the description. You can get some of my books that I have published. Uh, they're available at the rewiredsoul.com. Uh, they're mainly around mental health, addiction recovery and all that. And by the way. All of you who, you know, you've been around and you listened to previous episodes, uh, a lot, a lot of you took advantage of uh, that weekend uh, book giveaway that I was doing where I made two of my books on addiction recovery free. So I really hope that helps out. If any of you missed it, pity of you missed that and you're like, dang, I, I wish I could have grabbed a free copy or I know somebody who would want one. Just shoot me a DM on Instagram or, or Twitter. Like uh, there are five bucks on my website or like in the Kindle store or whatever. But like if you're strapped or, you know, just missed the thing, just shoot me a DM. We'll see. We'll see if I can hook you up. All right. But uh, yeah, another great way to support the uh, podcast is uh, the affiliate link for BetterHelp down below. So therapy and mental health is a huge part of my life. And BetterHelp is a service that I've personally used. I've been an affiliate with them for, I don't know, like two or three years now. And yeah, I, I love using them. uh, I was going through a really hard time and I absolutely loved it. And I have friends who use BetterHelp as well. So if you've been looking for affordable therapy, you want to do it from the comfort of your own home, check out that affiliate link for BetterHelp Online Therapy. All right. Anyways, another huge thanks to Julie for coming on to chat about her book. Make sure you follow her and grab a copy. And a huge thanks to all of you for tuning in. All right. So yeah, have a great rest of your day and make sure you stay tuned. All right. We got some more cool episodes coming this week. All right. So I'll see you next time.